Hello, people, and wherever you are. We have human being actually in the room. It's not me in the studio anymore. All right. We are talking tonight about two parasha. Basically, this Shabbat, we're going to read two parashot. Parashat, basically, who know what the two parashot? Chukat and Balak. Those are the two parashot. Chukat is talking about paraduma, the red heifer, okay, or red cow, if you want. And the idea of the paraduma, just to explain what is the whole idea about the red heifer, is basically it's to clean us from tumat metim, meaning uh, uh, to purify us from negativity that exists. Well, the worst negativity is considered negativity of dead people. Today, we don't have paraduma. We don't have red heifer. We use so far nine of them. The tenth one will be used by the Messiah, not the Messiah Ben Yosef, the Messiah from the house of David. What is the purpose? What did they do with the red heifer? What did they do with the red cow? Basically, I mean, animal lover will not like what I'm about to say. You basically take the cow and you burn it to ashes. You take that ashes, mix it with water, and you purify the people who have some type of impurity. And the one who purified the person become impure. And the one who is impure become pure. It's kind of a um, tell us about life. When you feel you are it, that you are the one and you are the chosen and you are better than everybody else, then most probably there is something wrong. And when you feel something is wrong with you, it's not always that something is right with you because sometimes you feel it that something is wrong with you, but there is a chance for you to get better. So people who feel something wrong with them, let's say you feel you're too jealous, you're too angry, you're too, you have too much lust. Within that, you know, there is a cure for that because you recognize. You recognize something is wrong with you. We learn it from um, Rabbi Yudha Ashlag. He write it in a section called Matan Torah. And what he write there, that uh, when, when a person is start to be evolved spiritually, he start to recognize what's wrong with himself or herself. It's called in Hebrew, Shoresh Akarat Ara, the roots of knowing what's wrong with you. Once you know what's wrong with you, you start to be involved. Example, baby. When a baby is born, we put the diapers and so on and so on. It stinks, but the baby is not aware that it stinks. It can eat and change the diapers at the same time because there is no awareness of negativity. As the baby is evolved, basically he's looking for the bathroom, looking to hide, he's embarrassed of what he, he carried there. So that's how we know that the baby is evolved. So now you know when people are not recognized or ashamed of their ego or their negativity, you know they are not evolving. They're still baby in their spirituality. When people start to recognize what's wrong with me, I'm ashamed of what I did to you. Please forgive me for hurting you. That's make those people basically more spiritually evolved. And that's explained to us that many times you have some argument with people in, in your life that don't seem to be nice. You have to look at them as children. You have to look at them as baby. Don't look at them as a sinner or bad people. They've just not been evolved yet. So that's uh, uh, the paraduma. And what we want to take from this section, before we go in a little bit deeper, a little bit Kabbalah, a little bit Ismach Israel, Zohar, and so on and so on, before we go in there, what we want to uh, uh, get to that is uh, that there is different level of spirituality, different level of spirituality. There is people who are very much aware that they did something right. A lot of time you give charity, you help people, you start feeling good about yourself. And at that moment you feel good about yourself, that's exactly the moment that things start to go a little bit off, unfortunately. 
Why, why is it like that? Because the ego get in. The ego get in. And we need to feel that we are a channeler of the light of God, the light of the Creator, but we're not the one who's getting the light of the Creator to us. A human being is here to be like a pipe, like a straw, bringing the light, the blessing from above, and pass it on to people. Once you're thinking about how can I get it for myself, that's unfortunately going to create some issue. That's going to create some problem. So the whole idea, the whole idea, so we start uh, before we arrive. <laughs> Hello, shalom, shalom. Yes, we just talked about Parashat Para. Sorry for all the light. We're recording it for people out of town. So now what is the idea? What is the idea? Why in, in red effort, Paraduma? What is the idea that we use red effort? I mean, where does it come from? What, the, what is the concept? And the idea is, if you remember, in the in Muhammad Ar-Sinai, when we received the Torah, we sinned a little bit. I mean, not a little bit, actually. We lost the whole thing. We were supposed to achieve immortality. Immortality meaning living forever, <clears throat> like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were created to live forever. Hashem created Adam and Eve to live forever. The memory of living forever left in our body in the fingernails. That's it. That's what left. The, the, the entire body of Adam and Eve looked like a fingernail. It didn't look like us, like skin. That skin was a poor donation of the snake. That's what he gave us. That's why when a person speaks Lashonara, speak bad about people, they say they, get, they become Metzora. Metzora means leprosy. Metzora stands for Motzi, Shem, Ra. Somebody who speaks bad about people. And who is the first creature to speak Lashonara? The snake. So that's why it's affecting the skin. Okay, it's affecting the skin. Where... We're supposed to see the good in others. And if we see the bad, not to pass it on and speak bad about the other people. So again, the question is, why red effort? In Muhammad Sinai, in Mount Sinai, we had doubts. The way we worship Hashem, the way we worship God, you have two levels to worship God. Through knowledge and through faith. Through emunah, through certainty. You have two levels. When you have too much knowledge, unfortunately, you lose your certainty. When you have too much certainty, you, you trust God and that's it and you don't have knowledge. You got to learn to mix both. It's almost like having water and fire. You cannot mix them together. But if you buy a pot, right, and you put the water inside, you put it on the fire, now you have hot tea or hot coffee and everything is okay. So in Kabbalah, they teach that you need to learn to combine those three column system. Those are the three column system is needed. One called Hesed, one called Gevura, one called Tiferet. We need to learn to combine it. Bnei Israel, or maybe I should say the Erev Rav, the mixed multitude in Muhammad Sinai, lost the Emunah. They were supposed to wait for Moshe Rabbeinu. It was supposed to be 40 days. They could wait 39 days and 18 hours. The six hours didn't happen. Didn't happen. That's the six hours that's missing. For that reason, we're doing paraduma, we do red effort without understanding. That's why it's called chukata Torah. Zot chukata Torah. That's the law. We don't ask questions. We just do it. What are we fixing exactly? We're fixing the lack of emunah that we had before that. Emunah is happening to you. Emunah, again, faith or belief or certainty. I like to use the word certainty with your permission. Certainty. When you don't have absolute certainty in the process of the creator, unfortunately, it's not going to work. Because certainty in something that you cannot understand, knowledge will not help you. You can't tell about things you cannot fully understand. doesn't matter how much I'm going to explain to you, you will never understand it. 
So why trying to understand, waste 70 years of your life to try to understand something that it, in the end you cannot understand? Now, of course, some of you ask some question, and you should. Why can I cannot understand? Because when you want to understand the Creator, you need to understand eternity. You need to understand concepts that call endless, something which is not in the box. The brain of a human being, the way we function, we must understand everything has to be in a box. That's the way we are. We are in the box. It doesn't matter how much you get out of the box. I hear some parents who tell their kids, get out of the box. You cannot get out of the box. You are in the box. You can get a better box or a bigger box, but you will stay in the box for the rest of your life because this skull or gulgolet as the Kabbalists call it, it's where the brain, where the mind is, we think limited. Even if you try to think unlimited, you cannot think unlimited like the creator. The creator, the name of the creator in Kabbalah, it's called endless. Endless. There is no end there. We cannot fully understand it as human being. We cannot. But we can understand end. Everything has a frame. You look at people, they have frame. You look at the podium, there is frame. The book, there is frame. Everything needs to have a frame for me to capture it. For this, knowledge will help you. But when you come to emunah, when you come to faith, when you come to certainty, that's, you have to go out of the frame. That's where your imagination can take you very far. But your imagination can only imagine things that you're familiar with. What about to imagine things that you didn't even think about? It can't. That's the paraduma. So this Shabbat, when you go to Bet Knesset, think about it. Titbonen. Meditate on that. It's called itbonenut in Kabbalah. Itbonenut meaning looking into something. In English, they call it meditation. So what you need to do this Shabbat when you hear the Parashat Parah, start removing that just, I want to know, I want to know, and say, you know, I'm surrender. I want to believe. I want to believe. I want to believe, not believe like, I believe it's five o'clock. That's doubts. I know it's five o'clock. Not a belief system that has some doubts in it. So very important. Now, there is a story, maybe I share with you, it will be more clear. There is a story that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh used to tell, and it's about a servant that uh, a very rich man has 10 advisors that are serving him with knowledge. And that servant happened to be a young Jewish man, very clever. And when, when uh, uh, the, the, the rich man went to vacation, what happened? He was suffering from the nine other people who abused him. They started abusing him, making fun of him. And every day, the end of every day, they beat him up in public uh, 10 times. And this is going on for two weeks vacation that the rich man is not there. Every day he's going home, his wife sees him cry in his bed. He said, what happened? He said, they beat me up again in front of everybody. I can't say nothing. I need that job. That's going on for two weeks. When the rich man came, he saw that his favorite guy, the young guy, the smart guy, is kind of sad. He said to him, what happened to you? He said, well, when you, when you left, every day they took me out to the street and beat me up 10 times. He said, I'm so sorry for what you went through. Let me pay you. For each time, I'm going to give you 20 gold coins. So he went back home. He got to his bed. His wife seeing him. She doesn't know the rich man came back. And she see him crying again. She said, honey, what happened this time? He said, I wonder, what if they would beat me up a little bit more? Then I would have so much money and I would be much better. This is the secret of certainty. We don't know when we go into the pain that behind that there is a payment. So we can't believe. When we stop believing, we disconnect from the promise, gift, that the Creator want to give us. 
That's when we are losing the gift, unfortunately, because we're busy with the logic. It doesn't make sense. I'm going to pain, and I want this pain to go away. And that's the secret of Paraduma. So when you go this Shabbat to hear the Paraduma from the Torah, think about area of your life that you're not so happy about, but you need to know there is a blessing in it. There is a gold coin waiting for you. Don't just push it away and say, I want the problem to go away. Life doesn't work like that. From a knowledge point of view, from a logical point of view, you're right. But from a munah, from a faith point of view, from a real munah, it, it doesn't work like that. The portion we're going to read this Shabbat as well, is called Parashat Balak. I mean, I can tell you a thousand stories about Balak. Balak, a king in the meantime. Ba'et-a-i. The Torah call him a king ba'et-a-i, meaning only for now. Why? Because he was never meant to be, never meant to be really a king. And uh, when we look at uh, Maman, please, 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 I like. So when when we when we look at, at Balak, we look when we look at uh, Balak, he hired a person by the name of Bilam. Now, what the name is Bilam? The Zohar said that the name Bilam comes from the Balaam. He comes to swallow the nation of Israel. Now, what is the nation of Israel? Let's understand the nation of Israel for a second. What, what is the name Israel? According to the Zohar, the name Israel, you can read it Li Rosh. Instead of saying Israel, you read it Li Rosh. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai say, read it Li Rosh. This is the head. This is the head. The head for what? The mission of the Israelites, or the Jewish people, eventually in the end of time, is to bring all the Amim. We're supposed to be Orla Goim. We're supposed to take 8 billion people of the world and teach them how to behave nice to each other and how to work together. That's one of our mission in the end of time. That's what we say in every the end of Tvila. We're supposed to make it. It depends on us. So when you see anti-Semitism out there, it's kind of stupid for not just against Jew. It's stupid for the non-Jew because the non-Jews suffer from it too. If the Israel will not be Barosh, will not be in the head of spirituality, they will suffer too because they're not going to get it. It's almost like the brain, let's hit the brain. We are just the arm. We don't worry. No, if the brain is gone, everything is gone. You're going to make sure the Rosh, Li Rosh, it's working. Balak and Bilam together now, getting together, he's going to pay him some money. And Bilam starts with his... Uh, looking like a guru, like a spiritual guru. The reason you know he's not for real is say, let, let, let's go here. I couldn't curse them here. Let's go here. Spiritual person know that God is everywhere. I see it sometimes people in the Bet Knesset, in the synagogue, behave one way. And once they get out of the synagogue, they behave one way. So sometimes, you know, we sit with Baker. I said, why? Here you are one way and here you are another. So, God, Echal, Torah. You have uh, eh, it's the box, it's kadosh. Is it? I said, God is everywhere, by the way. I don't know if you heard about it, but just to let you know, God is not like us. He doesn't have a box. Remember in the beginning of the talk, doesn't have a place where to put him. Endless. Hashem is endless. Endless means there is no end. It's on the beach. It's while you drive the car. It's while you're walking. It's while you are upset or while you are happy. It's the same. Shiviti Hashem Linigdi Tamid. Hashem is Shaveh. Shiviti Hashem Linigdi Tamid. Say Baal Shem Tov. Hashem is staying always the same. So you can behave here one way and here in another way. Bilam thought differently. Why we have to read about Bilam? By the way, the parasha of Balak used to be called Bilam. You should look it up. It's very interesting. Then the Chachamim changed it to Balak. It's called Bilam. 
but we didn't want to put such a negative name. Bilam was considered, still considered, the worst negative soul ever exist in the world, by the way, ever, ever to live. But he was Sheveh, he was equal to Moshe Rabbeinu, but to Ma. Moshe Rabbeinu was the highest, and he was the lowest. So they were same power. Both of them come as a reincarnation, say the Arizal, from Evel. That's why they have the Bet and Lamed. Okay? Moshe Rabbeinu took the A, Bilam took the Bet and Lamed. Now Bilam and Bala coming together and say, together, both of us, I have the Kuf, you have the Am, we are Amalek. Amalek is the worst nation that happened to Israel. They say, we're going to kill all the, all the Israelites. Hashem said, really? I mean, I'm, I'm still part of the game. I'm going to use your first letter. And if I use your first letter, it's Bet Lamed, Bet Lamed. What is that in Hebrew? Bilbul. I'm going to create such a confuse between you that nothing going to work. Bilbel Tsefatam, like in Migdal Bavel. Okay? Bilbul. He used them. He started to confuse their communication. In the end, this one went home unhappy. This went home unhappy. And in the end, they used a prostitute. Okay? Kosbi Batsur, if you know the name. And uh, Zimri Ben Salu. They used, in the end of the story, they sent the prostitute with magic, black magic. And she was looking for Moses. That was the idea. Balak sent it, not Bilam. Balak sent for Midian. And he said, you know what? Capture the leader. And then we, we get rid of all of them. Moshe Rabbeinu was Tzanua, was nobody. In his own eyes, he was nobody. In the eyes of everybody, he was everything. In our eyes, he's everything. But in his own eyes, Baish Moshe Anav Me'od, he was nothing. So he's sitting there, nobody can even find him. He was looking for him. Who she's finding? She's finding the head of the tribe of Shimon. The head of the, uh, that's Zibri. Zibri the Kosbi. She was Kosbi, from the word Kazab, if you know Arabic, meaning lies, and Zibri. From Zbirot, Lezamer, Lezamer Aritzim. So both of them now get together and unfortunately many people, many of the Jewish people die. That's a story as I'm sharing with you uh, uh, tonight before I'm going to the Sfarim. And uh, just to understand that a lot of time we can find ourselves acting like Bilam and we have to be careful in what way we can act like Bilam. That's why in Perkei Avot, in Perkei Avot, the Mishnah of Perkei Avot, it says, how do you know if you're the student of Moshe Rabbeinu or if you're student of Bilam? If you're student of Bilam, you always have Ainara, Kinah, uh, you try to show off because Bilam was busy showing off. You know, everything is about showing off. And then you go to this corner and he said, let me talk to God and see what he's telling me. God never talked to him, by the way. God never talked to him. When it's in the Torah, Elohim, so I'm going to read to you from Rabbi Shimon, when it's Elohim, it wasn't even that God that we call God. It was Elohim Acherim. It was idol worshiping that talked to him. But he played like a big shot. Many times you see people who are call themselves spiritual or religious or whatever name they want to give themselves. But truly, it's just a showing off of who they are, showing the muscle of spirituality. Spirituality is not in the words. You know, I could give now a nice lecture, but that's not spirituality. This is, I'm talking, I'm reading, I'm reading from you and I'm telling you what it's saying. Goodbye. In the end of the day, spirituality is how you behave. Mitzvot ma'asiyot, it's called. Your action. Your action talks everything. You can talk, you can say, very nice, everything is nice. But at the end of the day, you have to act. You have to act. How kind you are to the people who are not kind to you. That's the first test. People are not kind to you. Are you ready to be kind to them? Well, it's not fair. I know it's not fair. But that's where it starts. It's not about being fair. It's about they, are not, they owe you money. And they not be nice to you. 
Are you ready to be nice? Are you ready to take them for cafe? Are you ready to take them for croissant or whatever it is? Are you ready to be nice? If you're not capable to be nice, then what evolve in you? What are you growing? What, what, what is the growth? The growth is not happening for me doing the mitzvah only or reading a parasha from the Torah or going to Bet Knesset on Shabbat or do Saudah Shalishit or do Avdalah. This is action that it's there. But who do I invite to my Saudah Shalishit? Who do I invite to my home to have dinner with me? The action talk for themselves. And this is really what it's all about. Now, let's go deeper a little bit and understand why and this is the question that Ismach Israel. Ismach Israel is one of my new favorite book. It's called Ismach Israel. So he's asking, why Moshe Rabenu in you the reasoning of Parai? I might, I might share with you tonight. I will see how you feel about it. How what is the always Paraduma work? I mean, it's, it's a big secret of Kabbalah, but it's okay to share it. It's not really a, a big deal. And it's say like that. There is people that they're only going to do the mitzvah if you explain it to them. You explain them the meaning, you explain what they're going to get from it, they say, you know what, I'm in. It's okay in the beginning. It's called the six months bonus. The six months bonus, it's okay. It's almost like going to the gym. You don't want to go to the gym. I mean, I see the gym, I want to go back home. I mean, I like the chain because to impress people, but that's about it. But going into the gym, looking at the weight, looking at those giant next to the waiting station, you know you know what I'm talking about? The, the big guys and, and they lift, and we with my 12 pound, and they are with big stone that they're lifting. Embarrassing, you know? But you gotta go there, you gotta stay healthy. The same thing, if you know that if you go into the gym, your body get better or things get better, it's kind of a good reason to go. If you know that if you go to school, you're going to have a diploma and then you're going to have a good job, that's a good reason. You start looking for reasoning. In spirituality, it doesn't work like that. The purpose of spirituality is spirituality itself. The purpose of loving someone is loving someone. If you start looking for the result of loving someone will get you, if you're thinking about helping people will get you this, this, and that, it's no longer spirituality. It's a deal. It's simple, a deal. And you don't make deal with spirituality. If you, you're after the six months. In the beginning of the six months, it's called baby. In a baby step, you can promise, you can tell them, listen, I remember when my kids were young, you know, I promised them the world. Oh, you do this. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. That big things are coming. You know? And it was motivational. Then, of course, after that, you got to do it on your own. It's okay in the beginning to give them the sweet part. Some Sephardic you know, they put uh, honey on some plate, like Aleph or Bet, and they let uh, uh, the children, like, like uh, test it. They let, I don't know if you ever saw it, they put Aleph. You, you, nobody know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, look, you look at me like I'm strange. Okay, I skipped that part. Seriously, I did it with my children. You put the otiot of the Aleph Bet, and the, the children eating it from honey. And uh, this is when the Torah going in them. You, you heard about it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I thought I'm the only Michigan here. Okay. All right. So it's a tradition. It's for the family that they put the letter. And then the children, uh, I did it with my children. They didn't always like it. But sometimes we did it in a few days. Today is Aleph. Tomorrow is Bet. And the idea, So people say, listen, I love Shabbat Friday night. 
I love it. There's wine. There's fish. There's people are coming. I, I love it. What about Shabbat morning? Eh, Shabbat morning, we have to go to Bet Knesset and hear the Torah, and then the rabbi has nothing else to do but talking about everything, another half an hour, and get stuck there. Eh, I don't think that's for me. What about uh, Motzei Shabbat? Ah, that's good for money. I heard Avdalah is what make you money. I'm in. Sign me in. I- I'm in. So look at us. A lot of time, we like the mitzvah because of what we might get from it. That's not the way to do it right. In Parashat Parah, or in Parashat Chukat, we learn that lesson. We don't understand everything. We follow. And emunah bring happiness. People who have knowledge, not becoming happy. The biggest problem we have in our universe right now is between anxiety attack, panic attack, and depression. You look at the three major problems, by the way, in the world. It's not just in New York. Everywhere in the world. And I'm traveling, I work with a lot of people. Three problems. Anxiety, panic attack, and sadness, or depression, if you wish. And you can call it clinically, and you can call it whatever you're going to call it. Knowledge, and, and those people are reading everything. They read everything about depression, everything about panic attack, and everything about anxiety. They know everything about everything. They know when it's going to come, and what time it's going to come. But it's not going to help until you change one thing. Less knowledge, more emuna. Emuna in what? Now come the biggest question. Believe in what? Just God? You want to make me fanatic and that's it? Believe in God, close your eyes, jump. The Muna has three levels. The creator, of course, that's the highest level you have to achieve. Yourself and people. I remember I met uh, uh, one lady who had a hard time to trust people. And I said, what's the problem? She said, I can't trust my brother. I said, okay, that's, that's a good start. I mean, you admit you cannot. Let's take it to the next level. Tell me who you trust. She got stuck. Not God, not her brother, not her husband, not her neighbor. She basically trusts no one. Then I told her, I'm sure you cannot even trust yourself. She gets very angry when I say that. So you can't trust yourself if you cannot trust people and the creator. Because that level of trust that you have to achieve has to start with illogical level. And if you stuck in the level of you don't want to trust, you eventually will affect yourself emotionally. The Torah is teaching us something very simple in emunah. Emunah is not logic. Don't try to make sense out of it. Don't. Just don't. Don't. How do you start to trust people? By trusting yourself or trusting God. People are in the middle. You either start from the above or you start from below. You choose. You want to tr- you trust yourself? You think you're capable? You think that? Then let me send you a person who is going to test your trust. If you cannot pass through that, you don't trust yourself and you don't trust the higher power. Paraduma has the cure in this week. This week. When we read Parah, there is Shabbat Parah, if you remember, and when we chukat two times, this is the cure for people who are lacking emunah or lacking security in themselves. Because insecurity, the word insecurity, meaning you don't trust yourself. Insecurity, you don't trust yourself. And I know a lot of people say, I'm sorry, but I'm insecure. It's becoming a thing now. I'm sorry I cannot do this job because I'm insecure. I'm sorry I can't clean after me because I'm very insecure. People use it as an excuse wherever they go. 
He can't use it. Insecure with everything. So there is a cure for that. Emuna. Oh, believe it or not, you hear the parashat para, that energy will start changing you. That energy will start changing you. If you believe that God is the king, I hope some of you do, okay? Because we, we do say Melech in Rosh Hashanah. If you believe that you worship the king, which is Hashem, the creator, then you cannot choose, mm, listen, not sure about Shabbat morning, but Friday night, I mean, I'm not sure about that part. Can, can we can do that? You know, he's telling you, this is the way to connect. This is the number, 1-800-GOD, or whatever the number is. You know, dial that number, connect to my force, you get all the benefit. But don't think about, mm, not sure about it. Remember, our mind think in a limited way. We cannot see something unlimited. So why Moshe Rabbeinu was okay to be revealed, the para? Moshe, Moses get to a level of emunah, which is certainty, 100%. So knowledge will not disturb him with doubts. When you get that you know the creator love you unconditional, this is emunah. This is how you know you are in emunah. You wake up in the morning, you say modani, and you know 100% that the creator love you 100%, not 98, not 78, 100%. Then from this moment on, Knowledge is okay to have. Now, so far, you are with me. Sometimes I can go far away with it. Yes, okay. Another thing from the Zohar, the Zohar in uh, verse 26 in Zohar Chukat, explain the meaning of the paraduma. What is paraduma? Those of you who know numbers, Try to follow me. If you cannot, it's okay. What we lost, what we lost in Mount Sinai, we lost the power of living forever. What we call in our days, Tchiat Amitim, or Chayen Netzach. Tchiat Amitim meaning immortality, or resurrection of the dead, and or to live forever. Adam and Eve were born to live forever. We lost it, unfortunately. And because we lost it, we can get it back. So when you take the word para aduma, Take the word par, par. Somebody know gematria a little bit? Par, resh is 200, and pay is 80. Very good, 80. So when we take para aduma, resh and pay is the five final letters that we lost in Mount Sinai. What is the five final letters? Those of you remember? Mem Sofit. Nun Sofit, Tzadik Sofit, yeah, Pei Sofit, the Kaf Sofit. It's called in, in Kabbalistic way, Man Tzapach. They call it Man Tzapach. If you remember those of you in Sukkot, who do with the Aravot on the floor, so you do first Mem, then Nun, then Tzadik, then Pei. What is this idea? We lost those five letters. We lost it. This is the, those five letters include within them Tchiat the cure of all disease. Everything is in those five, five final letters. But they're gone. Para Aduma has the secret within it to bring it back. That's why every person, I don't care where you are, this Shabbat, you got to hear the, the Chukat. You got to hear the parasha of Para. What is the A stand for? That's Peiresh. The A is Chamesh, is five. For the five letter. Now you know the meaning. What does it represent? It's nice gibatria, a nice cool thing. 
the paraduma represents something in Kabbalah that called the three column system. You have to remember three column system. Three column system, Shachrit, Minharvi, three. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, three. The paraduma, it's called red effer. Red effer. And it's called temima. Temima is white. Remember in Judaism, you don't mix red and white. Meat and milk. You don't, you don't mix those two energy. Meat is representing the end of something. Milk represents the continuation of something. You don't mix the, those together. This is the end. That's the beginning. Once you mixed it, it creates a short circuit. How many hours you need to wait after beat? Very good. Six hours. It's the same six hours that Bnei Israel couldn't wait when Moshe Rabbeinu came from the mountain. They only could wait three, 39 days and 18 hours. Same six, I know some people do three hours, some people do five and a half. By the way, if you want to know the halachot, it's also with a hard cheese, a real hard cheese, not a fake one, not uh, the one that you can find in the market that uh, they say it's hard cheese, but it's not. So but, but I don't want to go to halachot now. To, I'm here to teach you a little bit Kabbalah, a little bit Hasidut. That's about it. So that's the, the meaning of Paraduma. Moses knew that meaning because he was in the level of Emunah. When you get to a level of Emunah, when you get to a level of 100% you believe, no problem. The secret will be revealed to you. But don't expect the secret to reveal to you with, without you have Emunah. It's almost like people going on a date. They're going on a date. And they don't believe in each other. They don't believe in each other at all. But they want to find connection. No, it doesn't work this way. Believe, and then you find the connection. Today, when I talk to a young generation, people said, well, mm, something wrong there. So why are you going back? They're going on a, on a what do you call it, third date and fourth date. What's, what's the story with that? You're going back. Well, maybe I missed something. If you come with the mindset that you don't believe, it doesn't matter how good it will be, you will not be able to see it. The eyes will let you see what you believe. You choose not to believe, it's not gonna be. You look at that apartment that you wanna rent. You don't believe it's good, it doesn't matter how far it will go, it's not gonna be good. So belief is the beginning, guys. Let's move to Balak a little bit, okay? Because I wanna leave you here with something. I promised my wife not to go. Did I do well so far? Not to go all over the place, okay. Uh, I sit with a writer for my my old book, The Rejuvenating, the, the, the new book. So she says, it seemed like the writer put all the knowledge it has in those many pages. I say, it's true. You say, you got to focus on, so she helped me a little bit. I hope I'm doing better uh, uh, <laughs> this, this time. So there is a story for us to understand, you know, the idea of... Um, of Bil'am, because this week Parasha is also Balak and Bil'am. As I say, Balak, Bil'am together, Bilbul or Amalek, depends how you look at it. If you look in the end of the letter, Amalek. If you look in the beginning of the letter, Bilbul. Hashem chose Bilbul, they choose Amalek. So Hashem basically uh, fooled them. There is a concept in spirituality, when you pray and you feel good. When you do mitzvah and you feel good. That good feeling that we have, which is needed for the first six months of your spirituality, is not needed for later. Because that feeling that you feel good about yourself, at that moment, unfortunately, things are not working. And there is explanation to it. It's a very deep explanation. Because every time that we feel good, it's not bedachilu verachimu. 
meaning you don't do it with love and with awe. When you worship the Creator, you cannot worship the Creator only with love. You can also cannot worship the Creator only with awe or fear. You have to combine those two energy together. That's what creates balance. Bil'am tried to play a big shot of spirituality, of religion, of connection to God. His way to pray, his way to connect to God was to show off. When you show off, it's not working. There is a story about the Baal Shem Tov that one time he was walking into Yeshiva, I walked into a place of Torah where they teach Torah. He was standing outside of the door and they, the old students stood up and waited for the rabbi, the big rabbi to walk in. He said, I'm sorry, but I can't walk in. So why not? Everybody's waiting. He said, I can see all the praise and the divret Torah, meaning the speak of Torah, the, the words of Torah, are here, hanging around. So they, they thought, maybe they didn't understand. Of course, that's the Bet Midrash. That's the place where you study Torah. Of course, the Torah is here, the praise here. Come in. Say, no, no, I want to come in, but I can't. Because the divret Torah, the words of Torah, and the word of the prayer are here. And then eventually they realize he's telling them a message. So Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, tell us what's, what are you telling us? And that's what he answered. Say, a real prey will never stay here. A real Dvar Torah doesn't stay here. If people are busy enjoying what they say in the Torah, of course it's going to get stuck here. If you enjoy it with the nice prey you did on Rosh Hashanah, it's stuck here. A real prey is like a korban. It's like a smoke. It's going up. It's, it's leaving you. But if you hold on here and you say, you know, what a great prayer I did. <laughs> Look at the mitzvah I did and you're holding it. That's Bil'am style. Bil'am style is Ani, Ani, Ani. I am, I am doing it. I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm doing a prayer. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So it's stuck. It never elevated to the creator as we wish. That was Bil'am style. That's why I call him Bolea Am. He want to swallow everything. Swallow everything. When we go to Shabbat and hear the Torah, that's the whole point. When we hear the Torah, whatever shul you belong to, Go hear the Torah. You can actually cancel that awareness, that consciousness, that style of pray or study Torah that it's about me. The Torah is never, study Torah is not about me. It's called Torah Lishma. Not Torah Shalom. There is two levels of study Torah. There is two levels of spirituality. The Gemara in Masechet Sotah, the Talmud in a section of Sotah say that there is two levels. One level when a person is busy, enjoy the Torah, like, ah, enjoy. It's okay to enjoy a little bit, but it cannot be about that. It can be about, I want to connect to the Creator. I don't want to receive the gift of what I'm getting from it. Try to imagine, those of you who give gift to people. When you give gift to people, you know, usually you put a note, you wrap the gift, and there is a gift inside. I don't know if you ever happened to you that you give a nice gift to someone and the note is kind of, they put the envelope, like, <laughs> opening the paper and look. And then what's left for you to do is to look at them if it's good, the gift, uh, did I do well? Uh, yeah. And then they read the letter, oh, very nice, very nice. Thank you, grandmother, grandfather. Thank you, father, mother. Thank you, sister. Thank you. A lot of time, the creator give us a gift. We're not busy with the Creator. We're not. We have nothing to do with the Creator. We are busy with the gift. 
עם תיקוני הזוהר רבי שמעון רייט לייק דיס והרבה a lot of עם ישראל when they go to pray on ראש שנה and יום כיפור that's what he write in תיקוני הזוהר they go to pray like dogs that's what he mentioned the word dog he said dogs חס ושלום we are like dogs he said yes how is the dog bark he said the dog bark like this huff huff the word in Hebrew huff huff is a bet av av a bet meaning Give me, have lovely, meaning give me parnasa, give me soulmate, give me bereut, give me better apartment, begin me happiness. We come to God on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur, and that's what we've been doing. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, you have to ask, can you make me a better human being? This you're allowed to ask. I'm not a good person. I'm getting jealous, I'm getting angry, I'm impatient. You have the power, Hashem. It's in your hand. Take me, take the pieces, start Correcting it. The puzzle is not working here. This soul is, and the body are fighting. My body doesn't let the soul to express itself. That kind of praise, okay. But I pray that I say, I want money. I want this. I'm bringing the bell and I want Hashem to become my new servant. He's my new maid now. Give me this and give me this and give me this and give me this. It doesn't work like that. Balak was like those type of people looking for things. He hired Bil'am to do Aynara. Because Bilam, wherever he look at, I don't know, you know what Ainara is, right? Evil eye. The Talmud said that 98% of the people who die before their time die from Ainara. You believe it or not believe it. I know some people say, don't believe it, it will not work. And the Talmud say it work. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Malasso. <laughs> That's what the Talmud. The Zohar say it's work. Believe it or not believe it, the Zohar said. The Zohar even give you an example, a scary story from Syria. From all places, they give an example from Syria in uh, Halab. They say the city of Halab, leave a man that you go in the marketplace, it, it sounds funny, but it's not funny, and everybody used to walk from another street not to meet him, because whoever meet that person, things go wrong, everything starts to go wrong. So there is, Ainara exists, evil eyes exist. It usually hurt, first in the list of Ainara that hurt is pregnant woman, then children, then men, women almost don't get hurt by Ainara. The way you know people give you Ainara, if you really wanna know, they start counting what you have. Counting is the most dangerous thing. How many kids you have? How many TV? How many car? You have two home? Oh, <laughs> get out. Just get out. Lower your eyes, Baruch Hashem, and this. My mother, Alea Shalom, because we are Libyan, we are Sephardic, so they, they too much about it. So they put salt in my pocket, they were garlic in the back, and pour here this. Uh, you have no idea. Mikveh have to do water, she thrown me like, like, and they believe in it a little bit too much. I used to make fun of them when I was younger. And as you grow up and you read more, so wow, they knew everything. It really exists. It really exists. So just don't do Ainara to people. If you want something that the other person has, first bless them. If you see somebody has a better life than you, first bless them. Say, Hashem may give you kiflaim. We give you twice as much as you have. Twice. They have money, twice as much. They have them twice. Everything brachot. Give brachot to people. That's the one thing that, that saves you from Ainara. If you ever get stuck with somebody digging into your life, so the Mekubalim, usually what they do, they put two thumbs like this and they sit like this. They close their thumb and sit like this. Or they have the red string from Kever Rachel, or they have salt, garlic, the whole nine yards. I don't want to go into that. But I want to read to you a section from the Zohar, a section that when I read it to my kids, it didn't make sense to them that there is such a story in the Zohar. 
doesn't make sense. I'm reading from Sulam, from Zohar Balak, Kuf Ayn Gimel, Sif Kuf Ayn Gimel, 173. Where was Bilam after this whole story over? Because he tried to curse Bnei Israel, he tried to curse them one time, two times. In the third time, he blessed them with the blessing that we use for pray. We took his curse, we use it into blessing in the Bet Knesset. It doesn't make sense, right? But that's another old, another lecture. Where was it when everything is gone? He went back to Midian. No, he went to his people. After 24,000 people of the Israelites died, because he gave that advice to bring women prostitutes with magic. He wants his money. That's the parasha after Balak. He came with all the army. And you know Pinchas is the cause that that magefa, that that plague stopped. Believe it or not, he fly. You think you fly American Airlines, United? No, he fly. Do you think you can fly? Where in the book of Chesed Avram by Rabbi Avram Azulai, Rabbi Avram Azulai, right, that in the end of time, we, we, he talk about now, people will be able to fly. He say, where is it going to start? In Jaffa. Jaffa, those of you who know Jaffa, it's, it's kind of uh, south of Tel Aviv. He said, there it will start. The first people who will fly will actually be there. And, he's, he's, uh, and he, he used the power of his two kids from the Cheta Eigel, and they couldn't find him. Rasha, we had a lot of Kshafim in This wicked person knew all the Kshafim, all the black magic. And he used his black magic of his son. And he fly and disappear. This is a story in the Zohar. Can you believe it? And I read it to my kids, they said it should be in the cartoon, like those cartoons that fly and disappear. Pinchas Rao, Pinchas saw him, Shaya Adam Echad Porach Bavir, who was telling me in Riyat Ayn Bavir, he said, and he cannot find them. Erim Kolo Levnet Zavotav, he called all the army, and he asked, is anybody know how to fly here? He asked the soldier, can you imagine this kind of question? Anybody know how to fly? Kibelam Rauto Shu Porach. Tzilia, Tzilia, Bnoshel Shevet Dan, the grandson of Dan, you know, there is Dan, one of the Shvatim, one of the tribe. His name is Tzilia. He took, he knew how to play with those magics, and he started chasing him. Now we have two people chasing in the, in the cloud. The wicked person named Bilam saw Tzilia chasing him. He turned, he started turning in the air. Zohar. And he gave him a code, a Kabbalistic code. He told them he hide in a place where selfish people hide. And because you are not selfish, you will not be able to understand where he is. So you got to bring him down. They brought him down. And of course, then Pinchas tried to kill him with all kinds of sword, nothing worked, until he used the cherub of Bnei Amon, the sword of Amon, the Ammonite as a snake, like a dragon. 
on the sword. That's the only thing that could kill Bilam. Why am I telling you this story? What's important in this story for you? The idea that negativity can be around us without even we know. But Israel didn't know Bilam looking at them and give them Ainara. They didn't know that he's looking and wish them bad. A lot of time, we have miracle that going around us, we don't even know the miracle happened. That's why every day in that fila, what we say, there is Mizbo, we say, every day to thank Hashem for the miracle he did for me that I didn't see. Who know what the Mizbo name? Mizbo Letoda. Every morning you say Mizbo Letoda. The reason you say Mizbo Letoda is you say, Hashem, I know you make me miracle today that I didn't see. I'm here to say thank you. One of the things that the human being has to develop as a spiritual person is gratitude. One of the things we do less is gratitude. Not just gratitude when the Uber driver, not just gratitude when the food arrives, not this kind of gratitude. Gratitude is not just with money. Gratitude is with the simple thing. There is Kabbalists that used to say gratitude to their socks. When the last time you say gratitude to your own socks? Nobody says gratitude to the socks. There is Kabbalists used to say, like Rabbi Kanievsky, to say thank you to the table. Thank you, Shulchan Toda, Shulchan Sefer. Thank you for holding the book. Thank you, Sheriff, that you don't let me fall. We're not in that level, of course, but small thing, small thing. Thank your wife, thank your husband, thank your children, thank the wall of your house, thank the door of your house. Thank small, thank the fork, thank your throat that you're able to swallow, thank your teeth that you're able to chew. When you live in a stage of gratitude, what happened to you, life looked different. When you're in a stage of what's missing, what's missing, what's missing, you're always something going to be missing. You know, I don't need to, to, to speak bad about Jewish people. What we Jewish? We, we're very good in complaining. You know, you go into a Jewish restaurant, there is a line. There is complaint before even they went in. Habibi. Already telling you, ah, what's, what's, what's going on here? That it's too long. It's too this. It's too fry. It's not fry enough. You should cook it more. The amount of retaining food in, in a kosher restaurant is the most. You know, we retain food. You know, if you are a simple person sitting there, there, I'm not saying don't say something if you don't not happy. But is there is something good in it? Is there is something good in whatever that you experience? When you experience something bad, find one good thing in it. Then complain. One, one good, one good things about it. One good things about it. When you find one good things about something, then you want to complain. Go ahead and complain. Now. What we want to get from it? We want to get from this two-week parashot, and let me summarize it. Chukat is to clean the aspect of me with the in me of the ego trip. The ego has two sides. There is ego when I think I am the best, and there is the worst ego when I think I'm the worst. Rabbi Woshechaim Lotzato in his book, Mesilat Sharim say, be careful from the second ego. He said, the first ego, people will crush you. Don't worry about it. If you say, I'm the best, somebody will crush you. But the inner ego, he said, that's the most dangerous ego. When you start, eh, I'm nobody, eh, I'm the worst. But what actually you say, I am. Ego meaning you separate yourself from the cloud, from everybody. You separate yourself from God. I remember I had one time couples who came to see me and the husband was complaining. So why, why are you so upset? He said, well, the, my wife always tell me that she's the worst woman. I say, okay, she said, I mean, what, what exactly bothers you? 
Say, I would like to tell her that she's bad. I can't. She killed it for me. I want to tell her what's wrong with her. And she said, I'm the worst. No, don't say I'm the worst because I want to add something. And I started laughing. He said, what's so funny? I said, this is cute. This is funny. This is good stuff. And then I show both of them from Mesirat Isharim, the book. I said, inner ego is more dangerous. You know, a lot of times you think, I'm nobody. You're so busy with yourself to be nobody. So busy. People think small and people think big. If you think to make $100 million or you think to make half a million dollars, you think the one who thinks half a million dollars is humble and nice. And the one who thinks $100 million is into themselves. My friend, just, I want you, I don't want you to agree, but think out of the box a little bit. The one who thinks $100 million has to involve other people. That's more sharing than the one who thinks six, uh, 600000 or whatever it is. Because they think for themselves. That's enough for me. I don't need more than that. When you think big, you think people. When you think small, you think me. That's why big thinking is sharing. Small thinking, it's me. Just me. I just want a slice of pizza. No. Let me have three pie. Because I want to share it. Think big, you're sharing. Think small, selfish. I know it's the other way around, the way most people think. I know. The whole idea of paraduma, clean the knowledge and increase the level of emunah. The whole idea of balak and bilam. Once you're busy with yourself, with the ego of yourself, you become a bulbal. You become confused. The reason you, people are confused because what's, what is it about me here? Am I going to gain? Am I going to lose? That's the problem with Bilbul. That's why Hashem, Bilbelotam, he confused Bilam and Balak. Because they were busy, me, 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 and myself. What I would like to do with you right now, but if you don't feel comfortable doing it, it's a short meditation. And meditation is called Itbonenut, if you don't know what it is, from the Arizal. I'm not going to blow your mind with the Hebrew letter, because some of you maybe, do you know the shape of the Hebrew letter? Can I? Yes, too much? Okay. So I'm going to just sit here and uh, try not to mix the two legs and the two hands. Meaning, this is called Netzach Vehod. Don't, don't, don't sit like this. Try to judge the floor and try not to mix the hand. Okay, this is Chesed Gebua. And what I want you to think about before we start is there is area in your life, one area in your life that you think your ego is there. Now, the ego can be minus or plus. Meaning you can think of yourself, I'm better than everybody else. Or you can think of yourself, I'm the worst. Those type of ego has to be cleansed for Hashem to bring you the blessing that you need for your life. It, it's got to go. It's got to go. Now, the way it goes, you will think about your name. If you know your name in Hebrew, it will be better to be excellent. And you want to think about your name in Hebrew. And I'm going to tell you the whole process. Because I'm going to walk you through the process in a second. And you want to see the name is written on your forehead by Metzach. And then from the Metzach, it's going to go to the back of your head. Just your Hebrew name. Your Hebrew name. From the forehead to the back of your mind. Seder? Now, before we start, sit comfortable. Focus on your breathing. The breathing is called Neshima. Neshima. From the word Neshama, meaning you breathing. Neshima, meaning Avir, Avir, or you are breathing in. And when you're breathing, you want to hold it a little bit and then exhale. And when you exhale, you want to hold it a little bit and then inhale. So try to do it about between uh, either seven times or ten times. So count in your mind, please. 
Just focus on your breathing first. What I want you to do now, think about your Hebrew name, if you do have one. If not, you can use the word Avraham or Sarah on your forehead. And make sure that you can see the Hebrew letters going to the back of your mind, the back of your skull. Try to be able to see the name in the back. And now what I want you to do I want you to see a white light, or you can choose light blue, coming from above, from the Creator, from Hashem, all the way down to your mind, and that light like Paraduna washing all your body. And think about one area about your personality that is very difficult for you to change. can be jealousy, ego, anger, ego, lust, ego. And ask from the light of above to wash that part away, especially this week, and to remove confusion from your mind. Inhale as deep as you can, hold it, and then exhale. Good everybody, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate you guys came, Rose. I know it was rough rain out there.